Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 102 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign. Jesus said that the fields are white, but the laborers are few. It could be that a mighty harvest is just waiting on you. But today, as we pray for increase, we're going to also pray for wisdom and humility to handle it rightly, that God alone might get the glory. Because we don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past that have happened to so many that have come before us. When God sent a mighty outpouring, that men grabbed hold of it and turned it into a detour from what God had originally intended it for. And so to this, I want to bring you a story about a net and some fish, but it's not the one That may be coming to mind because we all think about when Jesus came to Peter and he had been fishing all night and he had not caught anything because that Jesus wasn't in the boat with him. Jesus wasn't in it. He had toiled in vain. He had labored in vain. He had did it in his own strength and his own knowledge. And he had a lot of wisdom. He had been doing this for a living. In fact, it was even in his family. But regardless, Jesus was not in it. So then when Jesus comes, he steps in the boat and he uses it for his glory to deliver his word because it's always about the word. When the word got in the boat and it wasn't about Peter's works anymore or what he knew, but about what God wanted to prove, he was going to release a word and then he was going to do a work to prove the validity of what he had set forth. Jesus gets in the boat and he preaches and once that he has preached he tells Peter where to cast the net he tells Peter what to do he says cast out into the deep throw it on the other side this may not be what you're used to but trust me and Peter says we've already tried but because Jesus was in it it was different so he obeyed and when he did he caught so many fish in his net that the nets began to break. This is the story that we always think of when we think about the fish and the nets and being fishers of men. But I want to take you today to a different one that will bring forth a different perspective. Go with me to Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 14 where it says, And maketh men to be as the fish of the sea as creeping things that have no rule over them. They take up all of them with the angle. They catch them in their net and gather them in their drag. Therefore, they rejoice with gladness. We see in this the same imagery that we get from the story of Peter, fishers of men, catching many men in their net, and it's causing them to rejoice in it. But listen, to what happens next. Therefore, they sacrifice unto their net and burn incense unto their drag because that by them their portion was made fat and their meat plenteous. 
Shall they therefore empty their nets and not spare continually to slay the nations? Habakkuk was not talking about fishing. He was talking about fishers of men that gave more glory to the net that they perceived had brought the fish in. And because of it, ended up bringing more destruction than healing to the nations. Now here is a picture of fishing for men that we don't hear preached very often. A word of judgment and wrath from God himself because that many men had been gathered in, yet the glory and praise for it was being given unto the instruments used to collect the increase rather than to the God who brings the increase. They began to worship their own nets, the works of their own hands, because that by them they had become prosperous. So today we need to examine our heart and our motive and determine not to fall to this because many ministries are guilty of it. This is a very carnal mindset and it is quite dangerous as it is both grieving to the Holy Spirit and it provokes God to great anger. And it happens more than we may realize. And it serves the devil by stirring up envy, strife, contention, and division among the body. So my friend, we've got to understand that crediting your own preaching, teaching, denomination, singing, programs, promotions, anointing, movement, works, stages, or gadgets for a soul saved is worshiping your own net rather than the God who put the increase in it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 says this, For ye are yet carnal. Carnal means earthly or fleshly minded. It says, for you are still carnal because that there is among you envying, strife, and division. Therefore, are you not carnal? And walk as men. In other words, you are not being led by the Holy Spirit. And why did Paul say this? He continues, for while one of you says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal for saying this? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Paul continues this passage by stating that yes, every man will be rewarded according to his works and obedience to the leading of God's voice to do that work. However, that man cannot take credit for what that work accomplished because only God can make the work bear fruit. You can be obedient to plant a seed, but only God can make it suddenly spring into newness of life. So you better cry out to God that he brings the increase or else your labors will be in vain. Don't neglect the place of prayer and intercession because your works will not bring a harvest in. 
Yes, they are part of it. There is place and necessity for obedience. But in the end, only God can cause increase and bring the harvest in. So make sure that you're spending more time crying out to him to bring those dead seeds to life than you do working the ground and pouring water out because you can actually wash those seeds out. You can do more damage than good trying to make something happen. You see, when a seed is laid down, you are literally putting it to death when you bury it in the ground. We can deliver the word of God and we can help that person recognize that their flesh needs to die. But it is only the power of God that can resurrect, that can revive and bring that dead seed into newness of life, that it comes forth as a whole new creation in Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit, the very grace of God, it is revival because it is resurrection power. And you can tear up a lot of ground And you can throw a whole lot of seed down, but without it, you will labor in vain and teach others to do the same. So if you want to see revival, you better cry out to the reviver. And when you see that seed finally spring forth, you better give all the glory to the Lord. Because you can be obedient to plant a seed, but only God can bring the suddenly that causes it to spring forth in newness of life. So get in that place of prayer and meet revival there and cry out that your labors not be in vain. Yet when he does, don't go praising the works of your own hands for planting a seed or your rake or your tractor or your field. Praise God who brought that dead seed to life and made it fruitful that all of the rest not continue to be wasted. Remember that when the tool gets the praise for how God used and blessed it, God gets angry and throws the tool down and your labor will be wasted because he will not share his glory with another. He would rather work toolless because when someone truly cries out in faith, God will answer. He will come and do what no man can. When the real Jesus shows up, The fish do too. And you will see increase that you never saw before. You can use the same tools in the same way and you'll get a totally different result. Yet when this happens, the temptation will rise up to take glory for what God himself has done. So when this happens, stop and remember that you've planted these same seeds and worked this same ground before and didn't get the same results. So praise and glorify the Lord God Almighty who sent it. Don't start worshiping your net as this great and special net that can do what no other net could do. Worship the God who Build the net as a great and special God that can do what no other God can do. And he will keep doing it for you. As he did for Peter in Luke chapter 5. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Why were they washing 
their nets because they had already failed at a catch. And I think that God causes us to fail sometimes because that he is doing it as a safeguard against this mindset. Because when we see that we have labored and toiled and got nothing for it, as Peter and his fishermen did all of the night before, it helped them to recognize and realize when they went right back out with the help of the Lord and they caught this great harvest to know that only God could do this. They were willing to give Jesus all the glory, all the credit and not their skills or their talent or their ship or their nets or anything that they had brought to it because they had just done it and not had any result from it. God will allow you to step out and to do things that will turn out fruitless just so that you can know in your spirit when he calls you to the real deal and he steps into it, that it was him and that he gets the glory for it and not us or the works of our hands or the instruments or plans or promotions that we try to bring to it. God has to get all the glory or he will not endorse it. And Jesus entered into one of the ships, which was Simon Peter's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for the draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their nets began to break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they even began to sink. God is ready to send the increase. But when he does, are you ready to give him all the glory for it? Father, we come before you and we ask that you search our heart, that you pierce us with this message, with this word, that you bring it back to our memory with fear and trembling when we step into that large place. Because Lord, you are saying to pull up the tent pegs and to get ready for enlargement. And God, we thank you and praise you for it because we believe it and receive it by faith faith that the nets are gonna start to break because of the amount of increase that you are readying to release upon your children who have been faithful in the least of things but God we are beckoning and crying that you prepare our hearts to receive it that we not detour from your plan for it because so many great outpourings and revivals through history have been turned into more division and contention and the kingdoms of man because that they gave too much credence to the work of their own hand or their doctrine or their plan or their promotions or how they did it when that was never the point. The point is that you were in it because somebody prayed, because somebody cried out, because somebody believed by faith that you were able and willing 
to pour out. So God, today we cry and we thank you. We cry for the increase. We come together, God, with one mind and one accord, calling upon the name of the Lord God Almighty, that in the name of Jesus Christ, who has already paid the price for these souls to be brought into newness of life, God, we are crying for an outpouring of your spirit and the power of your grace to prove as a witness that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God, that he came and gave his life, poured it out and paid the price that we might be grafted in to the blessings of Abraham. Let us manifest the power of God that has not been seen since the Old Testament, that others might see and believe in it and be provoked unto good works to worship the God of Israel and, and to acknowledge that only through the blood of Jesus can we be atoned for and set free from the bondage of sin, death, hell and the grave. God, you made a way because you loved us so much. We came into this world and brought sin through our rebellion. We messed up the perfection that you created for us in the garden and you made a way. You paid a price to redeem us from it. You are a good God. You are merciful. You are peaceable. You are perfection. And you are willing to bring all men in if they will humble themselves before you and cry out for it. God, let us lay down the works of our own hand. Let us stop toiling in the night and wearing out our partners as Peter did that night. Oh, they worked and he had men working under him and they toiled and they were exhausted when the king showed up. When Jesus showed up, he was out there preaching on the shore and they were missing it because they were out trying to clean up the mess that they had created from toiling all night while God was not in it. Oh, but when Jesus stepped in, when you came with the word and released it, and the people by faith began to grab hold of it and believe it. God sent down his grace to bring the miracle manifestations and demonstrations to be a witness of it, to prove it, to empower the people to grab hold of it and to walk in it. Lord, that's what we need. But even once that happens, let us not fall, not any one of us to what happened in the Old Testament when they began to give more glory to the net than rather to the God who put the fish in it. So many times we see people trying to mimic other services and other revivals. We see them trying to do what they see on TV or what they saw the last movement do because they've given more glory and credence to the net than to the one who put the fish in it. Lord, let us call upon you. Let us not toil or spend any more energy doing that which is fruitless as Peter did in the night. But God, we do thank you for the times that we have walked through this and that it has allowed us to learn the lessons so that when you do step into it, 
We will not be tempted to take credit for it because we will be able to say, you know what? We did it our way. We tried it before and we got nothing for it. We said the same words. We did the same things. We went through the same motions and there was no result. But now that God is in it because we have cried out and we have believed in him, he has poured out and stepped in so that only he can receive glory in the end. God, I determine to give you all the praise. I determine to give you all the glory. Oh Lord, if you see fit to use me, let every heart pray this. Lord, if you see fit to use me, then I am humble and willing and receiving of it. And I will assure you and promise you this day that I will always turn every face back to you. All glory belongs to the King. Lord, we don't want to bring a Cain's sacrifice. We don't want to be found to be as the Israelites that created their own service and danced around idols and golden calves because that they were so impatient they would not wait for Moses to come down from the mountain with the word of the Lord that he would then move to endorse because that real revival only comes from that place of prayer and intercession where God himself can meet you and pour his truth into you that you might bring it to the masses. Oh Lord, let us never be like the Israelites in the promised land who would not allow you to be their king. Oh yes, they wanted a deliverer, but they didn't want a king. They wanted someone to save them when they needed, but they didn't want to serve you and wait on you and seek you for instruction. Lord, let it not once be counted among us, but we humble ourselves before you today and pray that you take away every desire for vainglory, every bit of impatience and arrogance, every pride in our own sacrifice that might serve to steal glory from yours. We worship you, the risen Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your blood. We thank you that you made the way that we might walk in it this day. Lord, I give you praise. We all give you praise and bless your holy name, Jesus, Messiah, our risen Lord, the one, the only one who saves. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.